0: All right, guys, welcome back to Mando Talk. We have just finished watching the chapter two of The Mandalorian on Disney Plus, where they actually released a title for this one. It was titled The Child. So, Nolan, he is back with me here today. We're going to talk about chapter two together again, like we did with the first one. Hopefully, you watched our review for chapter one of The Mandalorian. Um, hopefully you're listening to that and you're enjoying that content so far. So tonight we're going to continue to do that same process and we're going to break down chapter two as well. So Nolan, to just get this started, just without getting into big details, what were your overall, overall thoughts of the episode?
1: Well, I mean, really, it was just, um, a lot of it was, I felt like was just the build up for what's to come. And, um, the episode was for the most part, pretty slow. Um, so I definitely feel like that it was building up for what's going to happen in chapter three. And so that's pretty much my basic overall thoughts for this episode.
0: Yeah, I think one of the things that I've probably taken the most from the episode as far as just the way it felt, I would say what the jaw was and all the small little details they had in there. It really felt to me like original trilogy Star Wars Just because, I mean, A New Hope is probably, in my opinion, one of the slower-paced Star Wars movies, which was the first Star Wars movie ever released. So it really felt like that traditional Star Wars slow kind of feel. Let's get to know everything that's in this galaxy. So that's kind of the vibe that I got. So just based off of those quick little things, we'll go ahead and get deep into this episode. So we started um, this Chapter 2 of The Mandalorian we have realized what the planet is called. It is called Arvala 7. That is where we start, and we actually stay in this planet the entire show. And it actually begins with the Mandalorian and Baby Yoda traveling together, and they get ambushed by a group of Trandoshans. Nolan, you want to talk about what happens there whenever the Trandoshans come out of nowhere?
1: Yeah, so basically you just see the, like the scene opens up, and it's just the Mandalorian. And Baby Yoda in his pod, and they're walking through what looks like a, a, a valley or a gully of some sorts with cliffs on e- either side. And when the Mandalorian senses that he's being followed or watched, then uh, that's when the fight scene breaks out. And um, you know, there's several of the Shandoshans... Trandoshians, Trandoshians <laughs> uh, that uh, that come out and. My favorite part of this scene was we finally get to see the power of his long rifle where it just disintegrates the uh the Trandoshan.
0: yeah. And uh, I think the cool thing about that scene, um, with that rifle that you were talking about is when that Trandoshan is actually going toward Baby Yoda, we get to see it in action and we finally actually get some confirmation. We were talking about it off air where everyone else in this mission has been told you are killing baby Yoda because we see that Trandoshan raise up the weapon that he had in an act to kill. So that means the Trandoshan now and also IG-11 were both instructed to kill baby Yoda while Mandalorian was given the option.
1: Yeah. And the reason we know that, that, um, they were given, the Trandoshans were given the order to kill is because at the end of the scene, you know, the camera zooms in on their, bounty fob which is uh the, their tracker to get to uh the target which is baby Yoda and um you know IG11 they had the same one as well as the Mandalorian and what that thing does the fob is what they call it and what it does is it gives out a signal and whenever you get close to the target then it, it starts going off so that's how they track their targets
0: yeah so that was kind of like the cold opening as far as the Episode went for the Mandalorian. After that, we see this kind of. It really takes about up until halfway point with this episode. At least it felt that way to me. Where we're really just seeing the Mandalorian and Baby Yoda kind of just interact with each other a little bit. And the first thing that we kind of get after that fight with those Trandoshans, the Mandalorian is trying to heal himself with some sort of device. Looks like he's got a cut on his arm, and it actually looks like Baby Yoda. We get this kind of tease at this beginning here where baby Yoda is reaching out and he's trying to help uh, the Mandalorian heal himself. But the Mandalorian is not thinking any of it. He just picks him up and puts him back into his little pod. Um, Any thoughts on just kind of like those two interacting with each other as far as getting ready before the episode kind of hit its climax?
1: Man, I think it, it really kind of leaves me still wondering because the Mandalorian in this case, is is still sort of cold towards the baby. I mean, it, it, it happens twice in this scene where he just picks him up and puts him back in his pod, and the second time, he closes him back up. So it's really still making you wonder on which route the Mandalorian is going to take. And I know we talked in the last episode of really the two options that he's got, whether it be, you know, take the baby Yoda and collect his reward for being bounty, and or... Um, Taking him and hiding him away, and you know, going a different route than that. And so, it in this scene, it really kind of still leaves me wondering on which he's gonna do. Yeah, I'll be honest. Uh,
0: after the first episode, I really thought that it was kind of set in stone as far as him just going out on his own with baby Yoda. But now, like you said, after watching that scene where he's still kind of on the fence about how he feels about being around Baby Yoda. It really had me questioning there, like, is he really interested in the well-being for this creature or is he really still just trying to get his job done? But I will say something at the end of this episode happens that makes me lean back toward what I was saying in Episode 1, but we will get to that here in a second. The next part of the episode, we see the Mandalorian and Baby Yoda finally making their way back to the Razor Crest because I guess... Like you said, at this point, the Mandalorian is still thinking, "Let me get off of this planet and go back and get my reward." So they go back to the Razor Crest, and we are introduced or reintroduced to familiar characters in the Star Wars galaxy, and those were some Jawas, and they were wreaking all kinds of havoc.
1: Yeah, def- definitely had uh, had just stripped his ship down to nearly its bones, and um, then you know the Mandalorian, he's watching them through his scope from afar. And then he just opens up on them with that long gun and takes a few of them out. And then you, you get the chase scene where he's running after, you know, their big armored vehicle. And uh, I think that's pretty funny. He makes it all the way up to the top, climbs up and, and you know, throws a couple from the ship. When he makes it to the top, <laughs> they just like stun him i guess yep. with their with their guns and he falls back down to the ground and then you see you know the baby yoda once he's down on the ground unconscious you see the baby yoda kind of uh i, I guess i don't know he he's acting nervous and then when yeah. the mandalorian wakes up you see him kind of cheer up with his ears and everything yeah
0: he was kind of looking at him with some worry there for a second um but i will say something about this scene kind of frustrated me that is just the fact that when I think of Mandalorians, I think, oh, they're just going to do whatever they can and beat anybody that stands in their way. So him getting kind of owned by the Jawas like that was kind of a shocker for me.
1: Yeah, it was definitely it was definitely weird to see. I mean, when you think of Mandalorian and the bounty hunters, they're supposed to be the best of the best, and then he's, you know, he's getting taken um, by these little Jawas and everything. It's kind of funny, but and and it adds a little. Uh, I don't know. I guess it adds to his humility and that. I'm building his character is what I think it's doing. Yeah,
0: I think we'll see the growth as far as him as a warrior increase as well throughout the show. So I think that's just really one of those things that we're just going to have to push through as far as him just being able to beat anybody and anything that stands in his way. And we actually see that again later in this episode where he struggles a little bit. But before we get to that point. The Mandalorian at this point feels defeated. He doesn't know what to do because he can't get off the planet. So there's that still that one person on that planet where he trusts. And we believe that his name is Coil, something like that. But I know that he's still that Ugnaught, Nick Nolte's Ugnaught from the first episode that we loved and has actually influenced our send-offs here on the podcast. So he goes back to him, and he's looking for some help. And it looks like he's going to try and persuade the Mandalorian to make some sort of deal with the Jawas.
1: Yeah. So once the once he finally talks him into once he finally talks the Mandalorian into going back to talk to the Jawas, they pull up, and then um, one of the cool lines that I, I found in this scene when they're when they're rolling up on the Jawas is. Um, uh, Quill, the uh, the Ugnaught, he he asks the Mandalorian to lower his weapon, if he wants to lower his rifle, if he wants to, you know, obtain his obtain his parts for his ship, and uh, I think this is a cool line. Uh, the Mandalorian he says, "Weapons are are part of my religion," and I really I really like that part. That was cool
0: yeah that goes back to just that mandalorian culture as far as mandalorian soldiers they're all about their armor all about their weapons and again that adds that extra layer to that mandalorian uh background background that we're getting throughout this show especially we got it really heavy in episode one and i think that's what made me enjoy episode one so much and that's what maybe made me feel a little bit disappointed with this second one but like i said since this is a tv series i'm sure We'll continue to get more to that. So they finally make a deal. What the Jawas end up wanting is this thing called the egg. And how they said it was suka. They were wanting some suka, And the Mandalorian finally decides to go after this egg for them. Because he's really just wanting to get off the planet. He's wanting to get those uh, parts for his ship put back together. And he's going toward, it looks like this big hole just in the middle of the in the middle of the planet there middle of the surface. And he goes in there and he finds this big creature. And it turns out this big creature ends up looking kind of like the creature that's in attack of the clones. That's inside the Geonosis arena. Whenever the clone wars first begins there, when Anakin and Obi-Wan are attacked by all those different creatures.
1: Yeah. So, so when he, when he makes contact with this creature, they come out and, um, he's having a hard time and he's just getting whooped by this big, uh, what is it called? The, uh, oh, I have no clue what it's called. Well, it's, it looks like a rhinoceros. It looks like an oversized <laughs> yeah. rhinoceros. Star Wars rhinoceros. <laughs> yeah. So he's getting totally whooped by this rhinoceros looking creature. And, um, the coolest part for me in this episode happened in this scene. Um, when he gets down, he, you know, his, his, Long rifle doesn't work. He lost his blaster and he's got he's all he's got left is his knife. He's done used up his flamethrower. Yeah, flamethrower and his he even rifle. tried to
0: he tried to water ski behind it there for a second.
1: <laughs> yeah, he did. And so all he's got left is a knife, and um he's in front of the animal and the animal's charging. And then the coolest part happens, baby Yoda stands up and uses the force to stop this rhinoceros creature from running over him. And he actually lifts the rhinoceros in the air. And that, for me, was the coolest part of that whole episode.
0: Yeah, and he gets lifted in the air and the Mandalorian makes the final kill with his knife once he gets set back down. I will say I was extremely shocked by this scene whenever the baby Yoda uses the force, but it leaves me really intrigued with what's to come. Uh, do you have any theories as far as what's going on there or any thoughts you want to share as far as that goes?
1: Um, I don't know. It definitely leaves me interested now as to why in the first episode it, why the doctor wanted him to be kept alive, because I don't know if they wanted to train more people in the force and they were going to use the baby Yoda you yeah, know, to keep him alive. That's a good point. And so I just I don't know, but the fact that the Imperial uh, people, you know, the the doctor and then the guy with the gold medallion, yeah that they wanted to keep him alive. I think that was, um, and then to know now that he's able to use the force, I think, I think it's awesome.
0: Yeah. So kind of like I was saying earlier where early on the episode, it made me feel like, Ooh, I really don't know if he wants to go out on his own with baby Yoda and just go rogue. Well, now again, at this point, it leads me to believe fully leaning toward, Oh, he's going to go out on his own again because baby Yoda just saved his life. So I'm heavily leaning back toward that. Like I said, though, we were talking about earlier on in this episode where they were still, or the Mandalorian was still kind of iffy about baby Yoda. But at this point it feels like he almost kind of owes his life to him.
1: Yeah. Um, but one thing that happens at the end of this scene is the baby Yoda passes out and he falls asleep. Um, for days until they um, finally get to leave the planet. But it's a while that he's passed out uh, just from exhaustion, I guess, from not being trained yep. in the force, from I guess using the force. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah it kind of scared me there because fresh off the last Jedi, when Luke uses the force and he was exhausted from that. Well, Luke passed on from that. So that had me a little worried there that baby Yoda was going to knock out in the second episode. I think we would have had a couple uh wives that we were watching the episode with cry if that had happened.
1: Yeah, for sure, they love the baby Yoda. <laughs> all
0: right, so the next part of the episode, the Mandalorian finally takes that egg back to the Jawas, and the Jawas are ecstatic, and they finally get the parts that they need in order to fix the Razor Crest, which is the Mandalorian ship. And Coil, the the Ugnot, aids him in putting all that shit back together, and. I'd imagine it took quite a bit, but in the show, they make it look like it really only took like one night. But I imagine they were there probably a couple of days doing all that work. And as they finally get all the ship ready to go, the Mandalorian was really trying to get the Ugnot to come with him, but he ends up turning him down. Any thoughts on um, maybe your disappointment of him not going with him? Or if you think maybe we'll see the Ugnaught again in future episodes?
1: You know, I'm not sure if we'll ever see him again. I hope we do because I like this character. Um, but I was, I was a little disappointed that he didn't cause the Mandalorian offered him. Well, first he offered him half of the reward, which, um, the, Ugnot did not take because he says he's his guest and he is a service to him. Um, second, he offers him, uh, a crew part of his ship where he could use his expertise in helping him fix everything. And, once again, the Ugnot turns him down. So I was disappointed to see that the Ugnot did not come along with the Mandalorian. But I, I kind of understand why they didn't write it that way.
0: Yeah, yeah. I would say I don't know if we'll see him again this season because they've already shot all of the all of the episodes for this season. But I would say after the reaction that the fan base has had for the Ugnot, as far as just everything he says and everything that he does for the Mandalorian. I think we might see him again, pop up in future seasons, if not future episodes in this season, because I just think everyone kind of embraced him uh, pretty well. And it was a pretty good uh, character. So that kind of leaves us there toward the end of the episode and they go separate ways. They take off in the razor crest and the Mandalorian still, you can tell, even though he's wearing a mask, you can tell he's still questioning every single decision he's making at this point. We still don't know what he's going to do as far as is he keeping Baby Yoda for himself or is he going back to the Imperial people that he was hired by to get his reward. We don't know. And that's where we're left off with at the end of this episode. Baby Yoda does finally wake up and they fly off. And that was it for the episode. It really, like you said at the top, it was kind of a slower paced episode. Uh, I think, again, like you said, it's one of those episodes that set that is setting up some episodes in the future. And I really, really think that the third chapter is going to be pretty epic because we're going to see something go down. We're going to have to see something go down because I know there's two characters that we've seen in trailers that are pretty big that need to show up here pretty soon. If they're going to make an important stance in this season.
1: Yeah. And um, I think now I've got a conspiracy theory that I'd like to share. Um, So in the, speaking of trailers in the trailer, you see the Mandalorian walking out of a room and he blasts a stormtrooper in the face. Oh, yes, I know so I know what you're talking about now. I think here's what I think is gonna happen. I think he's gonna do both. I think he's gonna take the man uh the baby Yoda to the Back. Imperial part to the Imperial people. Yeah. And I think they're gonna hold out on him. I don't think they're gonna pay him what he's worth. Yeah. And what he's done. And so I think he's gonna go off take what he can take baby Yoda with him and blast his way out. of. Yeah. There. I like that's that. That's what I think. Yeah. Happen. I
0: like that a lot. So you're saying that he's going to go take him to the Imperials. So something goes down where it breaks their trust. Yeah. I and the Mandalorian's gonna, just like, Oh, forget this. I'm taking him back and I'm shooting all of y'all out of the way out of here.
1: Yeah. I think he's, <laughs> well, that's pretty much his instinct and it has been so far in the, yeah. in the past two chapters is just shoot his way out of everything. Um, uh, But I think his intentions are still to take Baby Yoda back and collect his reward. But I think when they short him, I think then he's going to switch. I think he's going to flip sides and take Baby Yoda and save him, obviously, and then blast his way out of there. Because you see in the trailer him battling with stormtroopers and that's what i think is going to happen
0: yeah that's a good point i actually like that a lot and i think that might be pretty likely so like i was saying there's two characters that i know of that are still lurking that we have not seen and i believe the actress's name is gina something i'm not sure she's one of the wwe uh, actresses that is now in this show that she's supposed to have a pretty big role in this show and we haven't seen her yet Cause she's in even the cover photo for the Mandalorian, and I think if she doesn't show up in the next episode, I'll be pretty surprised. I think somewhere they're gonna get paired up, and then there's also you've seen Breaking Bad, right? Yes. There's also um, Gus Fring's actor. He's in the show, and oh, he's yeah. supposed to pop up at some point, and he's wearing Imperial wardrobe throughout the trailers and he also flies a tie fighter so he's got to come in somewhere we know how awesome that actor is playing a villain so that'll be interesting to see so hopefully that comes soon as well
1: yeah i would like definitely like to see um a new character be introduced i think i mean you know he left the mandalorian left the ugnaut back so right now they're going through space as the episode ends so right now all we have is two characters that we know of and, yeah, that's and, a good know, point. So, I, some th- something's going to have to be introduced to to keep it live, you know. And then figuring out what the Mandalorian is going to do, I think is going to make the next episode.
0: Yeah, and we still have that reminds me of another character we haven't seen yet. There's a there's a scene in one of the trailers where it looks like it almost looks like the Mandalorian's love interest looks like she's starting to take off his helmet. I'm not sure if you remember that scene in one of the trailers as well, uh, but she's kind of like grabbing his helmet and it looks like she might take it off, but who knows? I I kind of see that maybe coming later in the season, but there's also something epic that I remember seeing in the trailers and that's the death troopers, you know, those black yeah. suited up yeah. stormtroopers from rogue one, those, I guess they're back even though rogue ones before episode four, they're still around, even though this is after episode six, Return of the Jedi. So I can't wait to see those. It'll be pretty interesting seeing the Mandalorian possibly fight those guys off.
1: Yeah, and going back to what you just said about his helmet, what makes me um, think of another thing that I saw in this episode that we didn't cover, and that's his armor. The stuff that isn't oh, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. stuff that isn't Beskar steel when he's battling this rhinoceros creature thing. Just gets destroyed. I mean, he's got his chest plates hanging off. Because right now, all that we know that is Baskar Steel is his helmet and his shoulder plate. Yeah. And that's it. And everything else gets ripped off. His his, uh, gauntlets on his wrist get ripped off. And his chest plate just gets destroyed. So it'll be interesting to see what he does. And I think that's another draw for trying to return the baby Yoda for the bounty is to get that Beskar steel to fix his armor.
0: Yeah, that's absolutely a great point. And I didn't even think about that. So I think that's really all that's really to be said as far as this episode goes, like we said, this episode was kind of slow and also, okay, there is one thing I'd like to say before we go, I feel like these episodes are going really going by really fast. And I'm kind of yeah. disappointed that these episodes have only been 30 minutes. Do you have any thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, it definitely leaves you, like, as soon as you start getting into it and you're ready to see the next thing, they cut it off. And I wish they'd e- either make them an hour or just, I don't know. I like them leaving you wondering. I like that part of it, but it's just almost like there's not enough of it at, at one time.
0: Yeah, I think I'm just kind of frustrated with the whole production money that they were given as far as making this TV show goes because they were given – game of thrones type money to make these episodes and game of thrones was starting to put out an hour and 10 hour 20 minute episodes there toward the end of its run so again it's kind of one of those things where we might end up having to build up to it it might be coming here soon but who knows i would just like to see more star wars i think that's really just the big thing that i've kind of taken away from that so that's it as far as mandalorian goes Uh, we'll kind of wrap it up there i will say though before i get out i on Twitter I tweeted out that I would talk about Jedi Fallen Order just a little bit that is the new EA's game that they have released for Star Wars it came out last night I started playing it about 11 o'clock and I was about an hour two hours into it and I said all right enough's enough I got to teach the kids in the morning so I need some rest Uh, so I was only two hours into it Well, I closed out of the game so two hours into it and I was only one percent into completing the story so that tells me that there's plenty to do So I look forward to playing that some more. I will say IGN, which is one of the gaming networks that I usually trust as far as their reviews go, they reviewed it a 9 out of 10. And I'm seeing pretty big buzz as far as Star Wars video gamers go with how great this one is and how it feels like, kind of like the George Lucas era video games that come out. Nolan, do you think this is a game that you might possibly play here in the future? Or do you think it's one you might just pass up?
1: Yeah, no, I definitely think that... uh that i'll definitely give it a shot um and pretty much because i it's all campaign mode am i right on that yes
0: yeah it's purely campaign pure story
1: and so i'm not really that i'm not good enough to play online same with with everybody (laughs) so i definitely like the same (laughs) i definitely like the campaign modes where i can just and and just get through the story and and you know see more star wars so
0: yeah all right well that's probably all we have here for mando talk this evening the mandalorian does not come out with another episode until next friday so i know that i can guarantee you another mando talk episode next friday a week from today we might have some things here and there drop you know i've considered talking about rise of skywalker news or spoilers or leaks that pop out just so we can speculate a little bit with that big movie that's coming out soon as far as that goes between now and then next Friday that I know I can give you another Mando talk episode. What you can do is follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Mando talk. That is at Mando talk on both platforms. Give us a follow there. I really appreciate those of you that have listened, those of you that have given me feedback and even those of you that have given me some constructive criticism. It really helps. It's just really fun talking star Wars and getting some feedback with some relatives and friends Uh, that are enjoying this show with me so if you are one of my relatives and friends and you want to join in on the talk make sure you get disney plus so you can watch the mandalorian and you can understand all these spoiler talks that me and nolan keep talking about so make sure you follow us at mando talk on twitter and instagram we will see you again next friday
1: i have spoken